Welcome to Off The Bench Summer Edition. All the big news and views from sport. Can't wait for your canter? You don't have to. In stock now. See your Fuso dealer today. Well, hello. Welcome to it. It is Off The Bench Summer Edition or off-season. I'm still working out what title we should use on the show. Jason Matthews here and Scotty Sattler. Hello, Satsy. How are you, Jace? And also, listener. Yeah, massive week. Massive week. Hasn't it what? Yeah, Caulfield Cup, of course, yeah, which is big in going racing on. as we lead into these massive races as well. I know. Uh, it's just it's just a crazy time of the year. Just when you think, I've got all my sports covered, mm-hmm. and then you go, oh, wait on, UFC Sunday. Oh, I know. I it's... know. It's sort of flown under the radar a little bit, and, and mostly because Alan, Alex Volkanovsky's taken the fight on 11 days' notice, so... Can he, he win this? He can. He can because um, he would have been walking around at this way. He's, he's fighting up against Markachev, who he's fought before and, and lost to, unfortunately, two fights ago. So if he wins this, he becomes a, a double uh, belt holder. So flyweight, featherweight, I should say, and lightweight. Now, there's only other, there's only five people that will ever do it. So um, and have done it, I should say. So the thing that's falling in his favor is there's no pressure on him. Yeah, because he wasn't expected to fight. Secondly, his opponent Markachev has had apparently had this really strict weight cut, which takes a lot out of you, a lot out of you. Yeah, so right. He's got that in his favour. Yeah, look, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a, a mm. massive fight. Like this is the second Sunday in a row now. I can't leave the house. I know. Sit around your undies. I know. Eating oh, chicken wings. I do go out and do some groceries in the morning. Yep. Just so you know, I'm going to have a coffee or something. So mm. I've got my pants on for that. Yep. Then I'll come back. Yep. Whip those off. Chicken wings. You know, a tub of ice cream. <laughs> hey, um, on the show this week, it's been a massive week on Sports Day. So off the bench, for new listeners, it's kind of the best of. Uh, we highlight some of the great chats uh, we've had. So the, the great chat doesn't come from us. It comes from our guests. Exactly. Of course. You are the stars. The guests. You are the stars. You are the stars. The guests. The guests. And the listener. Right. Yeah. Some of our listeners, mm. not all of them. Mm. Some of them I don't want to contact us, <laughs> but they just follow us. Um, cricket legend and strikers, batsman Chris Lynn. I hate saying strikers, batsman. I wish, wish he was still playing for the Heat. I know. He loves it down there, though. He's got a he's got a batting friendly pitch, hasn't he? Yeah, and Adelaide many Oval. forgot. Many seem to forget that he actually played their last BBL season. Then he took off to Abu Dhabi. He did. He missed and the end of the comp. Mm. Yeah. Well, he's. He's fresh from winning a T20 competition in, in the US, playing for Atlanta. They won. So that was, it was – I'm not sure if that was that their inaugural or second competition that they've actually had in the major leagues over there. I so, remember his first, his first T20 tournament that he went and played in outside of the IPL, when the IPL was the only one, the first one, is he went to the Caribbean. And Caribbean. Caribbean, Caribbean. Where are we? Is it like schedule, schedule? Yeah, no, it's Caribbean in Australia. Caribbean. It's Caribbean. It's Caribbean when you watch Cocktail, the movie, with Tom Hanks and Brian <laughs> You're Brown. You're an idiot. And uh, I said, so when you got over there, what, like, what were the living conditions like? He said, I lived with Chris Gale for seven weeks. Oh, that'll do it. Wow. The mm. prince of the Caribbean. So he'll join us mm-hmm. ahead of the BBL season. He's doing some good stuff too with a mentoring program. You and Rat spoke to him during the week, so he'll get into that. Our Aussie boxer, Jai Opataya, who's one of our favourites, uh, he defended his WBO and ring cruiserweight titles after belting the living <laughs> Jesus out of his opponent. Uh, grand final morning. It was so too, yeah. we caught up with him and, and had a chat to him about what's happening now and what the family got up to in Amsterdam. 
Mm. So you might want to block the kitty's ears. <laughs> nah, it's okay. I'm just joking. It's been pretty safe. Um, he killed Jordan Thompson. He's now moved to 23 Not physically, but he... Well, literally. Yeah. He grabbed his pants on the way down, Jordan Thompson. Yeah. Remember that? I'm going, <laughs> oh, hang on. That's not fair. Holding off a dear life. I know was. he was. Kiwis legend and assistant coach Stacey Jones ahead of New Zealand's first Pacific Championship match against Samoa. At Eden Park, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, Jones touches on uh, Madge um, and how the team gave the blessing if he wants to coach New South Wales. Um, a whole heap of stuff come up in this interview. So. What I loved about that interview is when you, and when he touched on the announcement of the New South Wales role with uh, Michael Maguire and he was in camp with the Kiwis, that he addressed it straight away. Like he didn't let it simmer and he got it straight out in front of the players. He took it head on and the players, I think they, they really love his honesty. Yeah, no, mm. it's it's refreshing. Uh, time, though, for our dig. View the range at SherlockLastLonger.com.au. Is Eddie Jones trustworthy? There's been a lot of stuff around this week. Are we going to go through this again? Are we? You and I? Yeah, we are. Well. No, I just, I don't know. I just, I'm hearing too much stuff to actually believe Eddie around all this sort of I stuff. I mean, there is a lot of noise about this apparent role at Japan and and whether he's hedging his bets at the moment to see whether... Yeah, you know, Rugby Australia aren't happy with the World Cup campaign and they're going to sack him, whatever it may be. Now, there's still a review to go from Rugby Australia when the World Cup finishes. Uh, his press conference a couple of days ago or yesterday, well, I can't remember where it was, might have been midweek it was, he's, he's basically said, I'm committed, I'm here, but it's out of my control. There's still a review to go with Rugby Australia. So um, his role at Rugby Australia is is not a definite role yet. We know that. Uh, but Phil Ward, this is what he had to say when when he was asked about the apparent Japanese role with, with Eddie Maguire. Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones. Yeah, Eddie Maguire. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he could coach. Yeah, yeah Eddie said to me uh, that he hasn't had that, and he said that to me a number of times. And, uh, you know, I, I'll take him for, for his word. I mean, it's not my uh, responsibility to uh, speculate or, or go and talk to the Japanese uh, rugby football union and ask them whether they've met with Eddie. But, uh, you know, as I've said, that, uh, you know, Eddie said no. Sats, I totally, totally disagree with that. Mm-hmm. He should be reaching out to rugby in Japan and saying, have you had a, coat, a, a chat with our contracted head coach? And if so, how far down the track are you? I mean, we have a good ru- relationship with Japan rugby. Yeah. Why wouldn't they do that? Well, because I don't think they need to go to that length at the moment because they've got to do the review first. And... Uh, and part of the review will be a number of things. But what's the point doing the review with Eddie if he's looking no, elsewhere? No, the review's not. The review's just not on Eddie. The review is on the the entire program. But he'll be involved in it. Uh, yeah. Will he will he be involved in some parts? Of he'll it? be involved in the outcomes as well. Why would you have a guy who's potentially leaving, going to another nation, who apparently, by reports, allegedly has a second interview? In Japan, mm-hmm. why would you do a review which would include the head coach of Rugby Australia? Yeah, but part of it, well, he needs input into the in, – if, if he's still an employee of Rugby Australia, he's got to be part of that. But why wouldn't you want to clear this first? Well, why wouldn't you want to make sure, okay, Eddie's told me this, but I'm just going to do a little bit of checking myself before we start the review and possibly give away some information that he can use against us. Well, I, I, I get where you're coming from. You do make a valid point, but in saying that – Either way, either way, he is part of the review because he's been part of the program. It's not about giving away secrets. It's about getting input and feedback about what has happened. And 
Um, I think with Phil War, because there is no international games for Australia for many, many months now, they don't have to make a decision right now about what they do. They do the review. They get information, whatever the information that's going to fall in their lap, which it will, mm-hmm. because the media won't be able, some representatives won't be able to help themselves. They'll want to be the first one to get to Phil War or the chairman to say, I've got this, it's factual, what are you going to do about it? Because everyone wants to break a story. So Rugby Australia will, will they won't have to do much work at all because it'll either go away because there's no evidence that really um, is factual to the point where they can make a decision or there's going to be so much evidence that will be presented to the chairman and Phil War anyway. Rodio, from the job site to your backyard, lighten the load with Sherlock, available at Bunnings Warehouse, as we said uh, during the week. You and Rat mm. got to catch up with Linny, one of our great cricketers uh, from Queensland, and this is how it went down. Well, on that night, Chris Lynn, one of the most exciting cricketers on the yeah. planet, he hit that ball, not Explosive. out of the Gabba, but on the Riverside Expressway. And he's still playing in the uh, the short format around the world. And he's taken time out to join us on Sports Day. How are you, Lenny? Afternoon, man. Very well, thank you. Well, before we talk about cricket and what's going on in your life at the moment, because BBL is approaching, you did play in the Charlie Webb, the Car Webb Fundraiser Foundation game on Saturday. Two stacked sides. So, anyone take it seriously? Um, Greg Burge, actually. Oh. Um, so, next time you get him on, <laughs> I have a word for him. He did take it seriously. Um, but the other, the other side was mainly predominantly New South Welshmen, and they were up like maybe 30 to 12. And then our little man, Benny Barber, GI, and then Willie Chambers just turned it on. Matty Bowen. Mango, he was just exceptional. They could literally still play NRL right now. Um, but, yeah, they turned it on because they said no chance um, are they beating us. Um, but it, it was a great day. Um, obviously, out at KO Stadium, out at Redcliffe, was awesome. The crowd turned up. Um, you know, it was, yeah, it was awesome. And to strap the boots on again and play with, you know, some, well, the legends of the game was, was awesome from my point of view. Mate, I play a lot of golf with Greg Bird. And he's... he's, he's doesn't surprise you, Oh, does mate, it? he's... Yeah. He's serious about everything. <laughs> yep. and, and and he played local footy last year, Linny, and, mate, he was bashing mm. these kids that he was playing against. I'm just like, Bertie? He's like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah, what are you doing? And, and then, believe it or not, Josh McGuire, he should have been sent off again for a high shot <laughs> um, in a charity game. Oh, uh, mate. What, Moose, what are you doing? The two biggest grubs in rugby league. Yeah. They, 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 it's just in their DNA. <laughs> they can't get it out of them. <laughs> Mate, you're. Um, There's a method to that madness. Yeah, yeah, mate. We tried to get you on last week, but you were deep into celebrations after winning in Atlanta for the uh, for the Kingsman, mate. Uh, you, yep. Mate, you, right. you, how many of these tournaments do you play in around the world? Geez, you must be cashed up nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't take you long, did it? Um, <laughs> no, look, I, I think that's probably my twenty odd, maybe close to thirty um, T twenty five that I played in. Um, but you know, you go over there to win the comps, and you know, once you retire, that's the, those are those things that you look back on. Yeah, obviously, the cash is nice, as, as you guys know. But um, I get to meet you know, up and coming cricketers from America, um, all around the world, and get to play with some of the you know, world class superstars um, of the game. So that's the part that I, I love the most, and also I can 
you know, go to go to you know a different country where you know cricket's not um, you know big name sport for them. So that's something that I love doing as well. Is trying to grow the game. But we did that over the, over the ten days, and we saw plenty of sights. That's for sure. Yeah, nice. And did I hear you say you caught you caught up with the Lions after after the the win? Yeah, that's right. So they were at a place called Stage Valley um, Golf Club, which is about fifteen minute drive from Augusta. Um, and that was about a two hour drive from where I was based. So I had a couple of days spare, and I thought, why not? Go met up with them, and as you can predict, they were in pretty good form. <laughs> so who who did you get? Did you take the cash on the golf course, mate? Yeah, he would have. Uh, I actually didn't play. I didn't take my clubs over, and they were in a pretty serious um, round of four four rounds of golf. So I left it to them, but I was I was a pretty good drinks caddy. But um, yeah, Charlie Cameron, as we've seen over the last couple of days, he managed to lose his teeth. I think one night the night before. Oh. Uh, so <laughs> watch him play around without his Barry Beef. It was quite funny. <laughs> I tell you what, you wouldn't want to damage your new Barry Beef. Just no, quietly, no, they're trying to they're expensive. Yeah. So actually hold on to them tight. I was worried about the weekend actually at the mouth cut. <laughs> hey, um, Lenny, playing in a lot of the competitions around the world, the T twenty style competitions, is there an international cricketer that you never knew anything about, you didn't have anything to do with, maybe played against them, maybe not, you've actually grown a great friendship with and, and uh, have stayed in contact regularly? Uh, uh, well, I think it started with someone like Brennan Cullum when he played for the Brisbane Heat, um, you know, and the, that brotherhood is such, um, you know, that we've built over the years. And um, I, I actually prefer the New Zealanders or the Kiwis over the New South Welshmen, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, someone like a Trent Bolt, who's a superstar of the game now, as inspiring from New Zealand. You know, we stay in contact all the time and we're actually not even talking about cricket. It's about life and about, you know, experiences or... Um, situations that some like I might have been in where I can help him out and vice versa. Uh, much like you know your mentors of the game. So um, as I said before, that's the beauty of the T20 franchise circuit is I get to cross paths with you know, Englishmen, South African, you know, South the Sappers are generally tight asses, so it's <laughs> pretty much one way street with that banter. But um, yeah, it's you know, the Indians, you know, the, the world they live in, because you know, in India, like what we're seeing right now in the World Cup, how popular the game of cricket is. It's like AFL and NRL grand final week every game they play. Um, so, you know, to, to put yourself in their shoes for a day is something different. And um, as I said, that's the beauty of it. Well, you played a fair bit of, of cricket in India where the World Cup is. And with the pitches over there and the conditions, when you first saw the Australian selectors pick only one recognised spinner, did you scratch your head? Uh, a little bit, um, but it, it is quite tough to say when you're sitting on this side of the world. I mean, I actually haven't played in India this time of the year when you know it is steaming hot and there is plenty of dew. Um, so when the you know throughout the daytime the ball might spin more, and then at night time it might it mightn't spin at all. Um, so we actually, unless you're on the ground there and know the actual conditions, it is hard to say. Um, you know, in, in saying that, India going with a couple of spinners, most teams do. We saw Afghanistan knock over um, England the other night with three spinners. And, and, you know, throughout the tournament, the wickets are going to get it more tired. So uh, I think you will see a change of, of line-up um, in the next couple of games. But in saying that, the Aussie boys had their first win um, last night, which was great to see. And generally... We don't change a winning team. So it's going to be interesting. But as I said, it's, it's hard for me to comment from this side of the world. 
Uh, now, mate, you signed on with the Adelaide Strikers this year for the BBL. Uh, yep. Mate, now, the old school Chris Lynn. Mate, you, you always enjoyed yourself, got out and about, got amongst the people. You're a man of the people. He now, would have never gone to Adelaide. No, no that guy. That's, that's what we're saying. Yeah, you know, loved up. Chris Lynn, you know, your dad. Is, is, Adelaide, is Adelaide the perfect fit yeah, for, yeah. for the new school, Good way, Chris to put Lynn? It, Good way to put it. Mate, I actually really enjoyed it last year, believe it or not. Um, you know, Sydney and Melbourne obviously is inviting, but I, I like to relax. I don't like sitting in traffic. Uh, the weather's beautiful down there. And the Adelaide Oval is probably my second favourite ground in the world, you know, if I'm being biased to the Gabba. Um, the Adelaide Oval, the atmosphere there, we, we play games, there's 50,000 people, and with the short square boundaries, I, I did forget to mention it is a you know, batting-friendly um, track. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the short square boundaries and the people, it feels like it, it's on top of you, and that walk to the ground from the hotel is awesome across the bridge. And mm. but yeah, as, as I said, I really enjoyed it last year, so there was no reason for me to you know, think twice about um, you know, signing on there again. You know what I love about the Adelaide Oval on the Bradman stand, the brickwork that's at the base of it, Rat? Mm. Lenny would already know this. The brickwork at the base of that was the original grandstand. Very cool. Mm, it's yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. I love it. I've got fond history. memories of Adelaide Oval. That's where I set my, my record for most tests in a Wallaby shirt. Did most, you really? most points. How many we beat was... Namibia 148 nil. <laughs> <laughs> And then Buff Lehman took us out afterwards. Jeez, that was a night to remember, I can tell you. Yeah, yeah, I actually remember Buff was on the team bus that night, wasn't he? He was, he was. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Lenny, yeah, Playbook Coach, Premier website, yep. book your mentors, that's your business, coaches across multiple sports. How's it going? We spoke yep. to you a couple of years ago and it was going gangbusters. How's it going now? Yeah, it's, it's going really well. So we've, we've got about 600 coaches now Australia-wide across 27 different sports. Um, we, we've got online, uh, there's one-on-one small group team team sessions. We've had the axe do a heap of team sessions for us. You know, there's nothing better than the axe trying to tell you how to tackle. Mm. And not only that, um, but a big thing that I love doing as well is online mentoring. So, you know, with me, I'm being away, you know, a lot of the time I can just jump on the iPad and, and you know, mentor these young kids. And it was actually one of my probably proudest moments is, I did a session with this non-verbal kid and um, he would actually ask his brother the question and then he would fire away at me, you know, on, on Zoom. And, you know, his mum had spent all this money on, on therapy and whatnot. And then after, you know, in a 30-minute session, after 27 minutes, I got him to, you know, have a conversation with me and his mum was in the background, you know, in tears. So, um, you know, I'm not just pumping my own tyres up, but that's, I think, the value we can bring to, you know, kids across Australia. We're not all about just playing for Australia. It might be moving up the batting order. It might be coming off the wing, um, you know, into the middle, or it might just be giving the kid, a kid the confidence to play a team sport. You've got confidence. You can do absolutely whatever you want. Mm. Um, so that's what we're, I'm most proud about. And, you know, as I said, we've got 600 coaches um, Australia-wide, and we're growing, you know, at a fast rate. So, um yeah, I've always said you know, the game of cricket doesn't owe me anything. I owe the game of cricket, but now I can do that um, through all sports. So, mate, it's pretty cool. And I'm really, as you can probably hear, I'm really passionate about it. Mm. Absolutely. Well said, mate. Well said. So if you do want to book a playbook, playbook session, jump online, playbook.coach, yep. or search playbook coach on Instagram. Well done, Lenny. And thanks for taking time out, mate. We know you're about to come into a very busy schedule with, uh, with BBL, with the Adelaide Strikers and, you're always got great with your time, so thanks for catching up with Rat and myself. 
Yeah, most welcome, lads. And Rat, I'll come down from game of golf one day. Oh, mate, we'll let's do Birdie's it. Money, hey? let's, let's do it. We'll oh, get. We'll, we'll can take, we film that? We'll take Birdie for everything. Yeah, <laughs> he rocks up with a different <laughs> swing every time he comes out. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I appreciate it, lads. This is Off the Bench Summer Edition. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench Summer Edition. Midfield bomb from Henry Paul and getting away from Matt Rogers who puts it down. Quick from Stacey Jones. Brilliant touch. What a combination. What a start. Just the first mistake of the game and New Zealand make them pay dearly. Jones. And Robbie Paul after the kick from brother Henry. How good's that when our, our colleague Matt Rogers makes an error in a 1999 test match? And then from the ensuing scrum, one of the great halfbacks to ever play the game, particularly for New Zealand, scores a try. He's on the phone now. Stacey Jones, thanks for your time on Sports Day. Hello, boys. How you going? Good. good. Now, p- please tell me you gave it to Rats uh, for that drop bomb. <laughs> oh, look, it was, it was that long ago. I can't remember now. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but any time you, you uh, score a try against Australia, it's a pretty good feeling. What a great, what a couple of great names there too, Stacey, down memory lane. The, the Paul brothers, Robbie and Henry. Yeah, yeah, they were uh, you know, great, great blokes to uh, play alongside and... Um, uh, yeah, you know, just just electric. Especially they, they played a lot of their career, all of their career over in the UK and mm. Super League, and it's a shame we never got to see them play um, play in the NRL. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very talented. Now, when I look at you, I talk to some very good friends of mine, you know, Kevin Campion and Co, and they always say Stacey is the most humble man you'll ever ever meet. You know, and and I always look at you, Stacey, from a distance. I always think. He seems to me from the outside looking in that he's a little bit like the Kiwi version of Alfie Langer when it comes to going into camp for representative time. Now, are you one of those cheeky little halves that just loves being around the, around the teammates uh, come rep time? Oh, look, I love to have a good time. That's it's, uh, one of those things you just sort of, uh, when you come into camp, um, you've got to really enjoy yourself. And, um, yeah, I really had some really good memories playing, uh, playing for, for the Kiwis. And when you come to camp, it's a real... You know, a real brotherhood feel like like sort of any other sort of um, environment you'd go into when it's a representative level. I was looking at some. There's been some great clashes, past clashes between Australia and New Zealand um, on Fox Sports at the moment, uh, leading into this uh, Pacific Championships. And there's been a lot of your games over the years. You've had some great wins over Australia in the past, and I know you're not playing them this week. But um, is there is there one test match that stands out, Stacey, one of the, the great wins for the Kiwis over the Aussies that uh, that still stands out for you? Uh, yeah, there have been a few. Look, <laughs> before you before I get ahead of myself, I've had some really tough losses too, yeah. some really bad ones. So, uh, uh, but you know, certainly one that stands out for me would, uh, was um, uh, two thousand and five, where we we won the Tri Nations. Um, Played uh, Australia at Leeds in the in the final, and we um, had a really good good clinical performance right across the field. I, we we beat Australia 24 nil, um, and it was a great occasion. And and right across the park, everyone um, you know did their job. So that was a that's one that that really sticks out for me. 
I can't believe this, but it's Madge's fifth year as Kiwi coach. Like yeah. that, that has just absolutely flown. NRL coaching to short-term rep coaching, very different. What is Madge's best attribute at rep coaching level? Oh, look, he, you know, he really brings the group together. Um, you know, anything he does, he's he's really passionate about, and you can sense that. You know, when he delivers a message that, you know, he's so passionate about um, what he wants to achieve. Um, making sure that you know uh, everyone's on their job. There's real clarity around what what's needed. Um, you know, and he, and he, you know, he's got a real tight bond with the players. So um, that's what I what I see. And um, you know, he's uh, he's certainly built this Kiwis uh, playing group, this playing team. You know, building them up to um, make getting better better every year that he's uh, been involved. I heard Big Nelson say during the week, um, uh, Stacey, that he addressed the team about the New South Wales Blues coaching role, or not not specifically, but he, he did address the team at the start of camp. And, and whatever he does, it seems the team is right behind Madge. Is that right? Yeah, look, the first thing Madge did was address it, you know, and, and good on him for doing that, you know, because you know, there's certainly been a lot of speculation about around what's going and going on, and, and he had to address it and... You know, that's um, that's the type of person he is. That he wants to, you know, get on top of things and know that um, right now his focus is on the specific um, um, campaign that that's going on right now, and his focus is certainly um, uh, on Samoa this week. Now you look at the side on paper, Stacey, and we know that doesn't mean everything when you look at a team on paper because it can look great, then all of a sudden it can turn to absolute crap very, very early. But when you look at this team on paper, especially the front row of the two Penrith front rows and Leota and James Fisher-Harris, I've got to say it's it's one of the strongest Kiwi sides we've seen in a while. Yeah, that forward pack is, is pretty uh, pretty formidable with you know the form that they are in this year, and especially those two that you mentioned, Joey Tuppany and mm. you throw in Britton Nakora, um, Isaiah Papaliti, and then a couple of young young boppers on the bench and different. Um, uh, Griffin Neen and um, Leo Thompson. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very exciting forward pack going on, going to the future, you know, like um, the last sort of, you know, 10 years you've had, you know, Jesse Bromwich, Kenny Bromwich, um, Jared Wadia Hargraves and, and the lot, uh, the like. So, uh, you know, this forward pack now is, you know, a forward pack that you know, could be there for quite some time. Yeah, now you mentioned Leo Thompson there, four debutants, uh, Matty Timoko. Uh, Fermanu Brown, Griffin Neem, Leo Thompson. Now, you played so many test matches in that famous black jersey. If those four players came to you, Stacey, and said, Stacey, we need some advice about playing our first test match, what's the first thing that comes to mind if you had to give some advice to them? Oh, look, I've just... You know, and, and the advice has already been given to them about, you know, really soak up the environment, you know, what's around them. Um, especially the players that we mentioned earlier, um, you know, James, Fisher Harris, Moses Leota and Joey Tuppany. Um, they're the guys that you can really get some good good confidence from and, um, you know, just, just really go out there and soak all that up. But you know, some real good pride and passion, you know, like Madge Borden, Tawada Nikau and Stephen Kearney and Ruben Wiki um, early in the week to, um, you know, <laughs> uh, tell a couple of stories and that was enough uh, for those boys to go, wow, this is so uh, so cool to be in this camp and going to be putting on that black and white jersey. You just don't get, you don't want to get no. Ruben Wicky's eye, you don't want to get him eye to eye because you have nightmares after it. <laughs> if he catches your eyes, you get to have nightmares. <laughs> oh. 
yeah. He was, a, you know, he certainly um, played a tough game, Bruce. Yeah. Hey, before we let you go, uh, Stacey, are you a rep and a, a fan of rep footy and the players are a fan of rep footy at this time of the year? Would you rather see it, you know, during the season, around, you know, around Anzac time, around Anzac Day time? Is, is there a preference for when it's played? Oh, look, I think there's a window for, for rep footy to be played, especially around Origin and for what, you know, you know, we don't have origin for New Zealand, but we have our black and white jersey. And now you see the passion that Tonga have and, and Samoa have. So, you know, there's a window for a game game there. And, you know, it's a long NRL season. And, and what these players put their body through is, is really tough. And, you know, sometimes it's really hard thinking that you're coming into a camp to have another campaign. But once you get in here, the environment is that unreal that you just go, OK, this is so cool. So... Uh, I am a fan of, of Brett Footy and, you know, if there is a window to play something during the year, which, you know, the NRL clubs probably wouldn't like, but, you know, they have state of origin. It'd be nice to have some sort of window for the Kiwis to certainly play. Yeah, right, yeah. All right, mate, listen, good luck uh, Saturday night as you take on Samoa and then next weekend you've got the uh, you got the Kangaroos uh, in Melbourne. And what a massive weekend for football uh, in New Zealand this weekend. You've got the All Blacks and also uh, the Kiwis yeah. running around. It's a massive weekend. Stace, we know you're busy. Thanks for your time tonight on Sports Day. Hey, boys, no worries. Thank you very much. Thanks, Stace. This is Off the Bench Summer Edition. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench Summer Edition. Oh, mate, I got, I got, I'm, I'm getting chills listening to that again, Sats. You and I, that was grand final morning. Yeah. And we were texting each other. in our the, grand oh, final day. It was unbelievable. Built the crap out of him. And the man who's uh, held on to the title is joining us now, just back from his holiday yep. in Europe, Jai Opataya. Thanks for joining us again on Sports Day, mate. Thanks for having me, boys. How are you? Yeah, great. As, you, as we just said, We'll never get sick of hearing that. I'm oh. sure you will never also. You've already heard it once before after you beat Maris Breedis, but in 2022. But I've got to say, Joy, the body would be feeling a little bit better compared this time compared to when you, you first got the title. Yeah, for sure, man. This is the first fight I've actually come out of the ring and, you know, been able to just focus on the next fight. It's, um, but it's a good feeling, man. I can't wait. Yeah, of course that fight against Maris Breedis... Now I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it justice because people say he broke his jaw. He didn't. He smashed his jaw in multiple places, and it was such an impressive performance against Jordan Thompson. Now with the long layoff during the recovery, it looked as though you're punching harder. With that long layoff, were you able to fine tune a few things, Joy? Um, yeah. Uh, so before the jaw surgery and stuff, um, I actually had a hand surgery. So. More, like ninety, like it was the majority of my pro career. We, um, I was fighting with uh, a bad left hand, so um, it was we had one fight, and then the Maris Bradis fight was the only two fights that I had since the surgery. That's why I had such a layoff between those two fights as well. I, I saw that on on your documentary. Actually, it was a great documentary leading into that fight where you said 
there was a part of your career there where you had to get surgery on your hand, but you simply just couldn't afford the operation. Was that correct? Yeah, back in the day, man, we, you know, and being at that the start of the career where you got to stay active, it just, you know, we couldn't afford it. And, it, and my career couldn't afford it as well, you know, that long layoff. Because, you know, I, I was in the... I was in a cast for nine months and then, um, you know, it was, a, it was a long road back, but, you know, we're here now and it, it all worked in our favour. Yeah, now round three in the fight, your opponent, Jordan Thompson, he jammed you with a good oh. shot to the chin, yeah, oh. which would have dropped many fighters, but you seem to switch into, switch into even a greater beast mode because um, that ability to withstand that physical discomfort. Now, I know you come from a long line of fighters, both on your, your mum and your dad's side, Where's that come from? I know a lot of it comes from your training. Does a lot of it come from your bloodlines as well? Um, you know, I think a lot of it comes from the sacrifice we've had to sort of give to get to this, that point. You know what I mean? It's um, people people don't understand. People only see the the stuff that happens in the fights and in the rings, but they don't understand the the time and the effort and the the sacrifice, the pain that you have to endure to get to that point, you know what I mean? Even the jaw surgery, the whole thing, to get back to the ring. Oh, those the physical pains, nothing compared to the emotional pain you gotta put yourself through, you know? Mm. Oh, mate, you looked you looked absolutely amazing. Just you the, the, the I don't know I know bugger all about the technicalities of boxing, but I tell you what, you looked amazing. And, and the commentators, they could not stop waxing lyrical. I don't know if you've had a chance to go back and watch the fight. Being at Wembley, performing the way you did, I mean, Wembley's the holy grail of sport. How was that, mate? Oh, man. It was, a, it was a good feeling, you know, to finally be where I belong in those big stadium fights, you know. I've been waiting a long time to get to, to headline those big stadium fights and you know, it was a relief. You know, walking out to those stadiums, it was just finally we're here. So mm. it was a good feeling. What about the reaction from the crowd towards you? Um, you know, I, I was there against the crowd. You know, it mm. was uh, which is understandable. Um, you know, I'm I'm in enemy territory, and um, that's why we went there as well. We went there to earn respect, and I feel like that's what we did. And what about what I was going to say? What about post fight though? Did it turn a little and and you know the media you did locally in in London. How was all that towards you, Jai? Um, it was busy. You know, I was doing a lot of interviews and stuff like that. But um, I definitely feel like they uh, they had it as Jordan Thompson's fight night. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like they uh, they were really. I don't know. They, I had the even though I was the favourite going in the fight, I felt like I had the stacks um, up against me, but. It just made that victory even more sweeter. Yeah. You know what I mean? It reminded me of Rocky Four. you know, when the yes, Russians turned yes. in favour of Sylvester And they were, they were chanting Rocky. That's exactly what it was like yeah. that I saw from the coverage. <laughs> yeah, there was so right. many people so impressed with the performance that uh, who didn't know you before definitely know you now. Now, everyone has to chase you for the belts. So would you like to bring those big fights to Australia, Joy, or the lights of the UK and Madison Square Garden, Vegas? Is, is that something that appeals to you? And um, the 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 big fights in America, the big fights overseas, I feel like they've already been done. You know, I feel like it'll just be another boxer fighting in another stadium that's already been done over there. But yep. I feel like bringing the fights here to Australia, and I and I really want to bring um, a unification fight to Gosford Stadium, my hometown in the Central Coast. Um, you know, things like that. I I feel like 
doing what hasn't been done before is more appealing to me. You know what I mean? If those American fights do come and those those another you know fight over in the UK comes, you know obviously we we take it and we do what we got to do and we 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 go handle business. But I, I feel like I, I take a, a lot more pride in doing it here on our home turf. You know, like that was the whole point of going over there is earning the respect that we 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 deserve. Mm. And um, I feel like I've done that and. You know, I hope it works in our favour now. Now, talking about unification, there's a guy by the name of Chris Billum-Smith. He's 18 and 0. He holds the WBO, I think, from from memory. Is is he the one that you would fight as part of a unification? For sure. That's, that that would be a – I really want to fight for that WBO. You yep. know, I want that – I've wanted that WBO for a long time. So, you know, I, I don't care if he's got it or someone else wins it in this matter of time. I, I heard he's got a – fight someone, uh, a Coley, a rematch with a Coley, but it does not bother me who has it. I want that WBO around my waist. Now, a funny story I heard, and I I, I, saw, I saw it on the, the documentary, which I found funny. You growing up as a kid, all your mates would come around and stay at your house, but over a period of time, you stopped having <laughs> mates playing, staying at your house because <laughs> because Joy wasn't allowed to play with his mates until he trained first. And so if his mates <laughs> stayed over Joy, they had to train also, didn't they? <laughs> Yeah, no, my, my old man would always make us go train them first and whoever was at my house was joining in. That's oh, funny. Oh, That's funny. <laughs> hey, what's the documentary, by the way, Sats? What it's is it? called, um, uh, remind me what it's called, Joy? Unbroken. Unbroken. And it's where, on, on where, YouTube. On YouTube, right. It goes for about 25, 30 minutes. It's Great. outstanding. That's what I'll be watching tonight. Yep. Uh, mate, uh, you mentioned post-fight, bit of a holiday. Uh, did you manage to have that with the family? Uh, yeah, that was um, that was another victory on its own. You know, I've, my mum never been overseas. You know, she never travelled, been on the plane. Took my my brother and sisters over there, so I got to show in Paris and uh, took him to Amsterdam for a bit of fun. So, you know, it was. Uh, it was uh, mum didn't get on the mushies, did she? Memory of Paris. Mum didn't get on the mushies, did she? My mum's a veteran, so she was, she was teaching us the ropes. <laughs> Jai, mate, outstanding a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and, mate, and thanks for finding time to talk to us again. Uh, you've made us so bloody proud. And every time I talk to Jai and I hear the passion in his voice, I get chills. Yeah, I'm good goosebumps now You're because a... the rest of the world now has stood up and taken notice. Absolutely. Yeah. You're an outstanding human being, Jai, and we'd love to talk to you again another time on Sports Day. Thank you. I appreciate the call. This is Off the Bench Summer Edition. We'll be back soon. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Nobody knows racing in Queensland more than this man. What's gambling really costing you, Chris Nelson? Have we got a busy weekend around Queensland? Well, we have got a busy weekend, uh, Jase, uh, around Queensland, but probably more interstate because we've got some big racing headlined or headlined by the Caulfield Cup, of mm. course. Now, any Queensland horses? Of great interest. Well, no, but of great interest to us is without a fight, who's going around as one of the uh, the major fancies for the Caulfield Cup. Now, of course, he won the Q twenty two at Eagle Farm during the uh, the winter, and of course, we saw. Um, think about it when the Strad broke at Eagle Farm during the winter and come yep. out and win the Everest. So we know that form in Queensland is very, very strong. But look, some news came through on uh, Thursday that without a fight, 
was a little bit lame and would have to be checked again before the race. So that puts a bit of a dampener on uh, on without a fight. Look, if everything's okay, he's got a great chance in the race. But if not, well, I think they'll have their work cut out beating Gold Trip, who was so impressive winning uh, recently. But uh, we do have good racing, of course, in Queensland over the weekend, headlined by Eagle Farm. Uh, the Gold Coast Poly Track, there's a meeting there, of course. We raced at Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone. Rockhampton in the north and the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. So plenty to get your teeth stuck into there. And there's four country cups, Jace. I love I this like time of the year. Cups. I do. I do. What have we got? Are you ready? Yeah. So you can uh, you can jump in the car and you can sit there and work out which one of these you're going to uh, set the compass for on uh, on Saturday. Blackall, Innisfail. Mm. Bit of a drive. Mm. Stanthorpe or Wandai. There you go. The choice is yours. Stanthorpe. It's closer. That closest? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just need a driver. <laughs> And how many long necks is that again? This is what we got to try and work oh, it out on. Yeah, yeah. You drink them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> drink responsibly is the other warning I must give you. Of course. Radio kids. Tips this weekend. Okay, Eagle Farm. I think the last two races are the most appealing. Race nine, number six, Sweet Margot May resumes from a break. She's four from four fresh. I think she can make it five from five. And race ten, number four, Lost in Transit, who probably should have won at Eagle Farm a couple of weeks ago. Uh, 1,200 metres is ideal for him. Trained by Stuart Kendrick, who's just training everything to win at the moment. So he got a lot in his favour there. So race nine, number six. Race 10, number four. And one for those who like a little bit of value. Uh, race six, number seven, Magic Charlie, who'll bowl along in front. I'm not sure he could hold those others off, but he'll give a great sight, and you never know he might. And he'll be around double-figure odds. Race six, number seven. Question without notice. Um, I had one boom horse racing last weekend. Any, any around at the moment, mate? No, they're a bit quiet, the booms at the moment. Mm. Uh, not a lot of them around. I think once we get to um, back to the... Well, we've got two-year-old season at the moment. When we get more of these uh, city-trained horses in the two-year-old races, you might see some more booms. A lot of them tend to come through Tony Gollan's stable. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't had any two-year-olds races yet this season. So right you on. might just have the weekend off the booms there, Jason. Okay, mate. So, uh, And the other thing, too, can we just mention Alligator Blood last week? And what a great... What a great... I mean, it's a sometimes Queenslander, right? Alligator Blood? It's got con- oh, it's had it connections here. Yes, definitely. We claim him because he, of course, started in Queensland with yep. David Van Dyke. But that was his seventh Group One, winning the Might incredible. and Power. Not sure if you saw that race, but yeah, it was incredible because we had a tearaway leader, and he had to do all the donkey work trying to, you know, keep the field in <laughs> in contact with that particular runner. And I tell you what, he is no donkey. Once he took over in the straight, he's uh, he's rock solid. That back horse. in he form, just kept isn't on he? Going to the line, back in yeah, form. Yeah, he's just it's just amazing. I mean. He goes towards the Cox Plate now in uh, in two weeks' time or a week and a half's time. So really looking forward to that. Rayo Nelson, uh, wonderful time of the year it is. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Nelson, we'll chat next week, mate. Look forward to it. Thanks, Jase. Rightio, thanks, Nelson. Uh, enjoy your, your weekends, and we'll catch you for Sports Day uh, Monday afternoon, 5 o'clock. That's it.